When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Avatar, The Way of Water is over, but we're just getting started here post-show recaps theater with our new podcast series the daily oscar where each day we highlight a best picture nominee my name is grace i'm here with my co-host ariel ariel how you doing whale talk uh i'm doing well <laughs> how are you I'm, I'm still learning whale i think i'm a little rusty yeah do you think that like uh the whale didn't get not like what's the jo- there's a joke here somewhere right about i mean everybody's made it but why the whale the whale was snubbed this- absolutely yeah. that i agree with for an acting nod, I think for acting those from eyes, Avatar. those huge yeah. side eyes. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, of course, we're not alone. We're joined by a special guest making uh, another appearance on Post Recaps Theater. It's Bram. Bram, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm continuing mm-hmm. my streak of only podcasting about Oscar nominees. That's right. I know you. You also Elvis, which we've yep. uh, we've covered so already on uppity. our daily Oscar series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely yep. the front runners, I think, Bram. You really uh, actually think it's because you covered them that they get us. Uh, st- they knew. They knew. 
Yeah, yeah I really, my presence launched the movie. You know, it was doing fine, but then yeah. they heard my appearance on PSRT. That's how like, it this, this has to be. And they were like, oh, you booked Bram for PS3. We better, this thing's going to make $2 billion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's so invest. you're welcome, world. <laughs> yeah. Everyone thanks you. Yeah. All right. So before we get started, make sure you subscribe. Postshowrecaps.com slash movies. Ratings and reviews uh, are much appreciated as we cover each uh, Best Picture nominee and as well continue our regular PSRT movie coverage. All right. Let's chat about uh, Avatar The Way of Water uh bram you you i think recently went to go see uh, see this uh this is i think one of the only movies that is still playing in theaters it's been nominated and so you got to you got to see it in theaters recently yeah i did i saw it um on the best screen that i could right before ant-man swooped in oh, so yeah. I, like i'm yeah, two yeah. weeks or so away from seeing it for my first time yeah and what'd you think i loved it i loved the experience more than anything else um i loved like being in the theater and seeing that like immense spectacle. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's been a very weird separation from my mind of experience versus, you know, story and film and whatever, which, you know, which was good. But the experience really was something that I greatly, greatly appreciated. Yeah, there's a thing that James Cameron said. I can't remember where this comes from, where he was interviewed. Uh, and he was talking about, I think it's the first Avatar. And he got all these production notes from the studio. Being like, what's the point of this scene? Like, it doesn't add to the story. And James Cameron's response was, yeah, the point of the scene is that I want to see this thing on a movie screen. Uh, And that has really stuck with me in terms of like, yeah, I feel like the the middle hour, there's basically three acts of this movie. Like act one is what has Jake Sully been up to? They have kids and what's their life like uh, uh, with uh, with the Navi. And then the middle portion is like, oh, we have to leave because uh, the, the awful humans are back and we're going to go uh, live with this like water tribe and you just hang out with them for forever. And then act three is like, oh yeah, the humans found us and we're going to fight. And it, it like, honestly, I think like, yeah, there's an argument that like this movie is too long, Ariel. It's like, uh, you know, butting up on three hours. I think it's over three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It, 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 like, it is kind of fun to hang out with them for a while. And like, yeah, the, in the box office speaks for itself. It broke $2 billion. I agree with that. And listen, you can't argue with $2 billion. Uh, Some people will try, but you'd be foolish to do so. I think it's on paper, it's too long. But like I said this on the pod where we were discussing it originally, it really does feel like an entire season of television in a way that's really good for the most part. Mm -hmm. So I it had me like it's an entire journey and it feels like they're using like it's well paced and they're using you know their time wisely it doesn't it it very rarely feels like it's dragging and it has great emotional beats and moments and uh you get to know people i was caring about people that i had never heard of and may never remember their names but i had emotional connections to them so it's um and in that sense it was super super effective and i'm actually upset i was trying to see it one last time in imax i'd only seen it once uh, and I was trying to see it again right before, like Brian was saying, uh, Ant-Man kicked it out and I I didn't get to it. And I'm I'm hoping at some point it gets re-released, you know, at some point, some random anniversary maybe. But uh, to Bram's point, m- the experience of it is the thing that will stay with me uh, the most. Okay, can I, I'm going to bring up uh, the elephant in the room and apologies uh, for like people who uh, are so sick of this thing. But I do feel like Avatar 2 is going to succumb a smidge to the same thing that Avatar one, the 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 like joke about Avatar one in the years following Avatar and this new Avatar movie coming, which is that 
Yep, it was pretty fun to go and see. We all went and watched it. Two two billion dollars worth of people went to go see it. I don't remember any character's name. I don't remember like the cultural impact joke of like, yeah, it was really successful, but it has no cultural impact. Which like, I don't know how true that is, but there is something about Avatar and the way that we were talking about like how like vibesy it is and like it's fun to sit in. But like, you know, Bram, you were saying sort of like, yeah, but like the story maybe like isn't, you know, stick with me the same way that some of these other best picture nominees are. And I don't I, I sort of feel like, unfortunately, I think I think all the people who are so sick of it being like, who cares? It doesn't have a culture or it does have a culture impact. Like, I think it kind of happened again to Avatar. I feel like it, it you know, it's still in theaters, but I don't know that people are still like. It's not like in the zeitgeist, you know, I, I don't think uh, Avatar the way of water. What do you think, Bram? I agree with you. I'm really torn because I think story-wise, you're right. I think story-wise, it kind of doesn't have a lot of stickiness. Um, again, I don't remember the characters' names. You were asking for a memorable moment before the pod, and I had to Google the names of characters in order to provide you with a summary of that well, moment. Yeah, you and I, I find with the memorable moments thing, there's not like in the way that I feel like it's been so easy. So the pods we've done so far is like Tar and Elvis. And even with Elvis, I'm like, oh yeah, like that scene, like that thing that happened on screen. And like, there there definitely is stuff, but like, you know, you'll see who in my memory, I feel like I've cheated because I've, I've put like basically the last hour of the movie as my memorable moment. But like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like there is something about like, it, it, I don't know, it all sort of blends together. It's like, I'm just imagining, when I think of Avatar, it's like, yeah, they fly on these dragony things, you know? No, oh, they're underwater for a bit, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think, okay, here's my here's my like wild game theory about Jim Cameron in general and mm-hmm. this movie. And I think Man. it's all going to fit. That I think where he affects and his movies affect the cultural zeitgeist the most, and arguably in the last maybe 20 years, have been the way he's taken VFX and leapt it forward. Yeah, And I think he did that with Titanic. Yep. You know, he did that with original Avatar, and I think he did it with this, too. I think, like, the way that he's enhanced visual effects with something like water, which is, you know, has been mega hard to deal with historically forever in VFX, that he just, like, nailed it so hard. And, like, and I say he, but I mean his gigantic team of, of incredibly talented VFX <laughs> yeah. artists. Two billion dollars worth of people. Right. He invented yeah. Navi people who could do visual effects. Yeah. Mm-hmm exactly um, no i yeah well i agree i mean it it is hard to like that somebody was saying that they watched the um the little mermaid trailer and the the new live action one and they're like down on it because i'm listening I, yeah it's because uh you know that the, i think that there's like uh you know a particular taste to the like live action disney stuff i don't think that mm-hmm. they all worked and yet like people don't want to feel like critique you know i think there's this worry about like if i critique it it feels like i'm on the same side as the people who are critiquing it for very unfair reasons not mm-hmm. like not you know uh, these like right wing uh, uh people but at the same time they're like yeah i don't think the water stuff looks really good and obviously i don't know you work in in animation but like i don't know how sometimes i feel like when a trailer comes out, I presume that that's not always the finished, like as let's not, that might not even be finished. I don't know if that's true or not, but there's that. And we, we obviously saw with uh, black Panther kind of forever. There was a lot of underwater stuff and it like, yeah, there it, like, I mean, yeah, it did look really good in avatar in a way that it doesn't always look like perfect uh, elsewhere. So, yeah, I mean, um, a key difference here is time, right? right? Like the, right. Right. Like the avatar movies, it took him. What's the, what's the space between avatar one and two. 
you know oh, of, he's been working like, on this for years i think yeah uh, and i think nine, yeah. i think multiple years were devoted to post-production i think they shot this many years ago uh then... do, you, do we know the ed falca we yes we the, the ed, ED falca was on uh was on the view or whatever some talk show and she was like yeah. i kind of assumed that movie had come out already we shot and it so bombs long. and bomb because she didn't get to have to do any press for it and then it's like oh it's coming out oh interesting yeah so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah lots I, lots of yeah. time uh, to spend on on post production, yeah, which which these other movies simply don't afford themselves, right? A Marvel movie's got to be cranked out, and they're yeah. not going to spend two years developing like water technology. That when someone when like Namor swims, how does it affect his? How does the water affect his skin as it like glides off? Like they they just don't yeah. have the time and the resources to devote because they're such a, a uh, big like money making well, factory the, of movies. Yeah. The other one I saw was uh, I saw uh, the scene when our my my boy spider who I know is polarizing <laughs> but I love my spider. Boy. I love spider. My boy. Spider. My boy. Um, when he pulls Miles Korich out of the water uh, I learned that his entire bottom of it, like his entire, all of his let everything waist down is CGI because when they were filming it, they couldn't get the way the water would like bounce off of him correctly. So they, uh, they, they CGI'd his entire. So every moment from the time he pulls his father out of the water, his entire, all of his legs are CGI. That is wild. For, except for the little parts where, the, where his leg meets the water. Right. That I believe um, is still physical to get the splashes of it. So they're like removing. They're like sectioning off his legs. Wow. Yeah, they're removing. There's a great video. I actually just watched it right before coming on here. Um, it's called like VFX Artists React. If you've yeah. ever seen these, yeah. this great YouTube series where it's, as you can imagine, VFX artists sitting and watching visual effects and movies and like kind of giving you a behind the scenes of how this works. And they had someone with Weta come in and break down that shot and many others. Um, it's fascinating. It's so cool to watch, and it gives you such an appreciation of of the VFX houses and what they do that are intentionally invisible. You know, is is this why uh, Spider didn't get nominated for Best Supporting Actor because he's mostly CGI in the movie? Is that why? Yep. Uh, what a snub! He's basically, yeah. Navi. Uh, that's that's unfair. all fake. No, I do think this is all. This is also interesting. You know, as we as you mentioned, Brian, like the MCU of it all, and now like even DC. You know, James Gunn being in charge now or being co-in charge of DC and saying like, listen, we're going to stop writing movies and finishing movies as we are making them. Like there's, and to your point, there's like this clear uh, disparity in quality of like something like this, which took years and years and something that you're just like forced to kind of get as best you can to a certain point. Uh, and then you just release it like some of these Marvel movies. It's like, wow, they clearly could have done that better, but there was no more time or no more money. I mean, they always have money. Um, but to me, to your original point, uh, to your original question, Grace, the idea of like comparing Avatar, the sequel to Avatar, the original, I think it's kind of interesting that even though like the first one was the one that, you know, stayed in the zeitgeist for so long and then everybody talked about maybe had some diminishing returns, but I just remember how it felt uh, how big it loomed yeah. in the culture at the time. It's interesting to me personally, like I very much enjoyed this movie more than the first movie. And it, I feel like it it does all the emotional stuff better and has like much more uh, intentionally earned character moments and emotional moments. So it's kind of like the attention that the first one got is a little bit more deserved by this one. But that's just that's just how history goes sometimes. 
Yeah, I think the only thing for me that doesn't totally work is um is the oldest uh brother isn't uh Netiam, uh who ends up dying in the movie. Like that's the only piece that's for his, me where I'm like his, yeah, that's his like uh reason for living is so that he can die. Is, is to die, yeah. Uh but I do love Tuck, I do love uh Loak and Kiri. Like, yeah, there's there's a lot it's cute, but yeah, I don't know. I you know whether it will win or not i don't know i i mean i was wondering like we talked about like yeah the, the reason why this movie looks so amazing is because of of time and like james cameron has like completely deserved being able to spend as long as he wants on every movie like he basically can like you know no matter how much money you give him he can like earn back <laughs> that money uh after like he what he holds like three of the top four highest grossing movie like the only one he doesn't have is avengers endgame it's his two avatar movies in titanic which is wild. Um, should we be letting other? Uh, should we be letting other movie uh, directors just like give them uh, more time? Should we be stopping rushing out like just to like you know? We recently watched Cocaine Barrier and they did the, the the graphics could use you know some work. Although I guess like yeah, I mean you know you would argue that like that's in some ways it's almost intentional. Like there's a that's true. There's, they're not gonna they're not gonna make it part of it. Part of the joke is like how ridiculous it looks. Um, Although I would argue, you know, it's actually way better than I was expecting. So I guess that speaks to what I'm used to these days and like some of the quality over uh, oversights, as I would, would put you, it. Would you take less movies per year if everyone got more time to make their movies and they were potentially I mean, of higher quality? As a movie podcaster? Absolutely. <laughs> but as a person who enjoys movies and in general, when it's something like an MCU or DC where it's like a you know, a kind of universe that they're expanding on. Absolutely. When it's like movie to movie, I care a little bit less, but when it's something that like you deeply care about, or in some cases used to care about or starting to care about less and less, uh, for sure. Like there's a reason why now everybody is like, maybe we should pull back a little bit. Like no doy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a tricky formula, right? Because obviously more time equals more money. And then the more money money spent, spent yeah. on a movie means yeah. you got to earn it back as we've yeah. seen with big jim who's just like i'm gonna spend a billion five on this movie at least yeah. but i know i'll make 2.2 billion which is yeah. like that's that's an unheard of number and only jim cameron can be like yes i'm gonna knock this out. i know i can i can knock this out um mm -hmm. so you know if you're a marvel movie there is that formula of like okay we have we're probably gonna make you know somewhere in the neighborhood of 800 million to a billion per Marvel movie at our highest peak. So there's gotta be a formula of like how much they are affording themselves to spend in order to make profit. I know this is like a ridiculously no, no, inside-y, no. business-y minded no. thing, yeah. but then to that question of like, okay, if everyone got more time and more money, every movie has to make more a lot more money to justify that. So I, like mm -hmm. Marvel- is And they won't, of, it's not worth it. It's not worth it for them. <laughs> right, well, Marvel's getting a lot of critique for for what's happening here i'm so Maybe. glad i again yeah. i i said the thing about avatar i know people had the like frame rate thing where they were like oh my god i couldn't help but notice the frame rate changes mm -hmm. <clears throat> and i can't i don't and it's like uh you know so I'm, it's like i'm so yeah. glad i know i know and like people came out of uh ant-man and the wasp being like oh CG, it was really bad and i was like i guess i guess it was like maybe not as like good as maybe it could have been but i you know i didn't really notice that it was like super bad and so i'm waiting for the day that like an eye spy i like see it and then i can't unsee and then it, it unlocks know? a thing and then you oh, can i'm never, so nervous i'm so nervous yeah uh, but to the point of this conversation in general i i watched ant-man and the wasp quantumania and i was like 
the bar for me was so low for yeah. like some of those garments yeah. that I was like, this is fine. Oh. Like, oh. This is yeah. okay. Oh. Um you know what? They nailed the guy who loves the holes. So, you know, uh, oh, you know which, yeah. um, which is a funny yeah. idea, but yeah. anytime somebody says that phrase, I'm like, Oh yeah. no. <laughs> um, well, I, th I just think like the, the conversation is interesting because while we're like, I, I do think, and, and to say that, like, I'm not saying that James Cameron doesn't know how to tell a good story. I actually think he knows how to tell a really, really good story. Is he doing like anything like super, super like with his with his storytelling, like it, it's just the most unique story. Like, no, I think it's like a very good story that like emotionally has a lot of heart. And like I'm comparing it to like nine other films, actually probably eight other films that um you know I think are like you know these are what are, we're considering the best films of the year. And yet like this movie made the most money because it looks friggin' awesome. So like if we're talking about like people going to the theater, you know, like, uh, like you, you ended up catching avatar, like sort of, sort of later than most, but like, because it stuck around in theaters and, and, you know, we keep talking about like, you know, Marvel's the only thing that people are going to, but now Marvel is sort of like in this weird space where, yeah, it's still making a ton of money, but it's sort of getting critically panned. It had like one of the worst, like, uh, biggest drops from week one to week two, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So like, it's so like horror's doing well, but like, we're not talking about a ton of money there. You know, it's just because like the the budgets are so low that like a fifty million dollars. It's so funny when I'm like, you don't make that much money. Only made fifty million dollars. You know, um, my brain oh is my broken. God. My brain yeah. is broken. <laughs> um, but like, you know, these like spectacle films. The other thing I was we I saw this tweet to talking about like the success of Cocaine Bear and Megan and all these films that like we might just get these like super wacky premise movies that might be coming down the pipeline soon. And so I think like. You know, we'll get those, but then like the spectacle movies, like Oppenheimer comes out this year. I think it's something that like feels like it's going to be a big, like a Christopher Nolan spectacle. He blew up a real nuclear bomb to make that movie, you know? So I, it's like, it, yeah, it is just to me interesting. Like, why are people coming to the movies? And like, even if I don't think this is like going to win Best Picture, and I, and I, I don't think it's like the greatest story ever told, it made more money than anything else because like it's friggin' awesome to look at and like sit in, just chill out for, an hour, which did make it very hard for a memorable moments because uh, I have to pull clips that will translate to you, the audience. And so uh, we can't pick like bioluminescence as our memorable moment. <laughs> yeah. Best use of bioluminescence should be yes. an award category. It audience. should be. should be. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's actually talk through the memorable moments. So let me start with you, Bram. Bram, you've picked uh, basically Loak hanging out with uh, the whale uh, as as your memorable moment. They're bonding in the sea. Uh, he's the whale being the outcast, uh, an outcast for having killed other whales, uh, attacking the the scientist hunters. It was yeah. complicated. Yeah. 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 He he was wrongly accused. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, why'd you pick this this moment? Okay, I'm gonna dive deep into this moment. Pun very dive much intended. Deep. Yes. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. you. Um, so this moment really mirrors my full experience with Avatar: The Way of Water, in that so I I am a parent of a young child uh-huh. who is three. So uh-huh. for me, you know, three hours at a movie theater does not come easily. Yes. Um, yes. So I made it happen. I carved up the time, but I saw like an eight thirty show. Which to me is, you know, like an hour before my my preferred bedtime these days. Yes, yes. Um, so I felt the movie's length. No fault yeah. of the movie. This is just where I am in my in my life currently. Um, and you know, so it, I'm I'm at the theater and I'm watching this film, and we're at the point where Loak is hanging out with the the space whale. Don't call them real whales. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're at the scene, and my brain is going like, okay. I get it. I know what we're doing here. They're going to bond. This is great. Like, can we move on? This feeling a little bit long. Like, you know, we, we could, we can move this a a little bit. And then when the scene was over, I thought that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I want to witness it again right now. Like it was so beautiful. And so such a, such a, a marvel of theater going and, no, this wasn't a, this and... wasn't a Marvel movie. No, a, no, no, same no. parent company. Boo. No. No. <laughs> yeah, it's all the mouse at the end. Um, yeah. but but yeah, so I just I felt, you know, in the moment, uh, strangely, I'm you know, the movie didn't grip me in such a way that I I didn't feel the length, and I didn't sometimes think, like, what am I doing in this theater at eleven thirty p.m. You know, but as soon as it was over, the whole movie, I thought. I really want to experience that again. That that was such a that was such a vibe. That was such a like beautiful place to be. I want to yeah. go visit it again. You know. Yeah. 
No, I, I, I'm with it. You. you know, it's very interesting. In the first movie, there's the there's two scenes where Jake sort of bonds with the creature. So he bonds with the like dragon. Ethan, oh God, the people, the big Avatar fans are gonna hate me. The dragon thing, and then and then when he like the big one, he like uh, he 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 tames. But I felt like there was a way in which like this one, there's this way in which like the Navi people are supposed to like through the like, you know, the fungal thing in their in their tail. They're like connected to everything. But because they're kind of connected with everything, it kind of feels like they're almost connected to nothing. And like we never really like meet an animalish like character in the first one who like has a personality. They, it's like it's almost like you tame it to like ride it. And then you ride and it's like, you know, more your horse than anything. Where I do feel like this scene with uh the whale i think is pyacon i think is the whale is like i think it's like really good i think it's like you know the way in which like you can have a relationship with an animal i think i think it's really strong uh it has the thing in its fin and he takes it out and i don't know it's really cute and then when they it it have it has one of the cooler uh uh like uh finishing moves ever when it just like (laughs) beaches itself on a ship it's so good. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you're right. You're speaking really to the heart of the moment too, which is really the what the whole movie is trying to say, right? That that we're more than just ourselves. We're meant to bond with the animals of the earth. Like I'm talking about humans now. Like we're meant to we're meant to bond with with animals, and we're meant to preserve them, and we're meant to to care for them and the whole planet. And that's really what he's trying to to get across in I think that moment and through the whole Avatar series of films. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Big Jim wants is uh, is for us to make the bond, the Sahelu. He yeah. wants us to see all of us. I see you. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that I'm like you know, and I joked about like you know, there's another movie called The Whale this year, but this is this is like the bit the best love story involving a whale this year. It's just the uh, whale is, water. Yeah, is Loak and Pyakon, and I joked with John. I'm like, you know, the thing it's like I kind of like think is a little bit weird about Avatar is that like all the animals are basically like earth animals, but then like yeah, they have bioluminescence or like an extra horn or wings or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but make it space. And Josh is like, it gets the point that like these are whales, so that we're like we should probably save the whales that we have on our own planet. You know, <laughs> we probably do that. Like that, ah, I don't know. Pycon's oh, cool, no. so you know, but he's not he's not an earth whale, so I don't care about the earth. He whale. has. He has a super powered uvula, which is where his uh I don't know what to call it. You call Brain it fungal goo. thing, which is from Last of Us. Oh, but yeah. I understand the comp. Uh of you know, but it but it makes the comp makes sense because it's like the connection to that network. So it's the you know, it serves the same purpose. But when when he went inside Pyakov's body, I was like, oh my god, what's happening? well the real really thing cool. we should really the cool. real thing we need to be doing is uh we probably should uh figure out if the, if our our earth whales have the brain goo that makes us immortal we should probably be figuring i don't want to kill any earth whales but if they have Brains. brain goo that makes us immortal i mean i think also i think the fact uh-huh. that it's a disney movie kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they kind of glossed over that though right in the movie like isn't that like a major deal like immortal whales like i feel or not immortal whales but whales that can make can make us immortal, immortal? Yeah, That's a pretty I'm, huge deal, right? Hey, Bram, don't worry. There's like four more of these things coming. Okay, <laughs> There's four Avatar good. movies. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Um, yeah, I do. I do. The bonding scene is really cool. I, I feel like it encapsulates sort of that whole middle section that Josh uh, was saying on the recap. Like he just like he loved that scene. Uh, he just loved it. He just loved like the learning how to swim underwater and holding their breath and all of that stuff was just like 
so vibesy and just like let me live in this world for a bit you know um and i feel like him bonding with the whale is cool and it's like the most story driven thing too like ultimately that relationship ends up coming to matter this is my one my one critique was like that low i feel like loak gets so much in this movie because um the older brother is gonna die Mm-hmm. That they like need to give him both the love story. Actually, he gets both love stories: the love story with the whale, love story yeah. with the uh, the daughter. So, the um, platonic and the romantic. I mean, yeah. Arguably. I see. Well, that's a perfect segue, Ariel, into your scene that you've picked is the second love story of the of uh, the movie. Yes. Yeah. So my uh scene that i picked i love because it's something that they used in the trailer so you know you go to movies enough and you see trailers enough and there's only so many times i can get up and go to the bathroom because i don't want to watch this trailer again um so you know my point is sometimes those scenes that are emotional or funny or you know have have some impact on you or supposed to have some impact on you you it gets to the point where it's diminishing returns right once you encounter it in the actual movie this is a, when uh, Soraya, I believe her name is, the character who is the love interest of uh, Loak. You know, mm-hmm. she's she's from the Water Tribe people, and he's talking about, you know, they don't understand me and all that stuff, which is very relatable, like teenage content. Except, you know, I wasn't blue when I was a teenager, but whatever. Uh, I was a little depressed. Anyway, I uh, was depressed. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah. 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 I did get there. Uh, you you really feel like by the time she gets she's like he you know he's 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 going on and on and she just says i see you and she like touches him it's a beautiful moment and i was shocked at how much i still felt it again after having seen it already in the trailer so many times that's not easy to do as an actor that's not easy to to pull off like you know, uh, narratively in the movie. So that I, I was, again, I was just shocked at how much I actually felt and cared about their relationship, about her connection to him, about these people that we had never met before. But at this point, it feels like what season eight and or episode eight and like this 10 to 12 episode of television, this long mm-hmm. movie that we're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's it was just super affecting. And I I love again, I just love being surprised at how much something can work, even when you're expecting it. Yeah, it's just, so I I think that like potentially this sort like I feel like Loak gets very much like the main character energy uh, uh, of this movie, uh, even sort of surpassing Jake to a degree, uh, because like yeah, I mean he's involved in like Loak gets the like uh, my dad doesn't understand me. I'm gonna go hang out with whales, and I'm in love with the the daughter, the like the the daughter of like the chief of this tribe. Uh, so he gets a lot in this movie, and like that's a lot to to put on one character, I think, in a movie. But it does it does work. Uh, Bailey Bass, I think, is uh, who plays uh, this character, uh, who uh, I'm familiar with. I believe uh, she's in um, uh, Interview with the Vampire. Uh, plays Claudia. Uh, she's tremendous. She's really good. And yeah, it does it does work uh, for me, Ariel. This like this love story. Um, what do you make of this this uh, scene, Brad? I agree, and I'm I'm going back to what Ariel said about this movie being more emotional than the first. And I think when you first said it, you know, ten minutes ago or whatever, I, it gave me pause. And I said, "Is it? Did, did I like it that more?" And then, as I'm thinking about it now, yeah, I think there were moments where. I, I felt like deeper in my soul, a connection to these characters than I did in the first movie. Um, I didn't feel that much for Jake in, in the original or in this one really, but I really feel for for Loak and I felt for that love story. Um, and I wanted to see him like bond with the whale and bond with the the water tribe people. 
I forget their names of, but that that really that all really worked for me, and the emotional connections um, were yeah way more present than than I expected. Yeah, I feel like um, like the the kids. I, I I do love I do love Tuck and I love Kiri, and they get a lot in this movie. The my favorite line of the movie is when Tuck. Um, uh, gets uh, like handcuffed to the bar again for a second time. She's like, "Oh man, yeah. we did, he did it again. We got handcuffed Dude. again. Oh, not again." Yeah. It's so funny. Uh-oh. It's so funny. But they're tremendous. But in a way, like there is one thing that I do think. Like if I'm like gonna the 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 having more of the family be the focus of the movie does come at the spe- expense of Zoe Saldana. Uh, as Natiri getting yeah, uh, so a glad you said this. and even Kate Winslet, who's in the movie as Rona, like the the mother, like they're really <laughs> like playing tight. Yeah, they're really like not in the movie that much, and their story really is like revolves around like with Natiri, like Jake. She does have like another like emotional like scene where she like is reacting to the death of her son, but like she, it's kind of her reacting to things rather than her like having a role in the in the family dynamic. I feel like mm-hmm. so that's like my one critique that I do think like they do a really good job with like, you know, uh, Sigourney Weaver's new character and, and Tuck and Loak, but maybe at the expense of like, um, of Zoe Saldana in the movie. I feel, and I was, I was getting ready to bring this up because my, my moment originally, I, I said that like moments where they were flying in the dark was like the first thing I thought of, but the actual first emotional moment that I thought of considering for a favorite moment was literally just Natiri crying. Like when you said, right. Bram, feeling it in my soul, like, that is something that I felt in my soul. And I agree with you, Grace, in general, that like she does feel a little underutilized. But I think the moments where she really has to emote and cry out in pain, like there is something so visceral and real and just gutting about that, that I think, you know, she she makes her presence known, even though, of course, I would have loved to see more of her. Yeah. Also, let's bring in Spider back to this. We've been gone spiderless. For <laughs> oh yeah. But spider apologists. <laughs> yeah, but that moment where she like grabs Spider and she's like, "I'm gonna like." Oh yeah. Kid. She's hot, holding him hostage. Yeah. 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 Hardcore. A son yeah. for a son. I love when yeah. she holds kids hostage. <laughs> love that. Love it. That should have been my moment. I know. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Just the, like the knife to the throat specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. I agree. Yeah. She 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 is underserved, but hopefully there's more of her to come in 2024 and beyond. It sounds like there's. I mean, you know, whatever. The I guess spoilers for what's in the news, but like it sounds like there is an idea of like doing a her centric movie, and I don't know what that would mean, but I was you know mm. it's 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 one of the possibilities. I think a lot of these sequels or the however many are actually somewhat in production now, or sounds like they're being written at the same time as opposed to they like, they they time. were all written at the same time oh, is what happened yeah. so it sounds like there's a natiri story so maybe that's part of the reason they didn't feel compelled to like give her a lot here i think mm-hmm. avatar 3 is already filmed if i'm not it mistaken, is already and it is already filmed post yeah, on it now for two years which Just so is essentially it, well so essentially if if avatar 2 was not a success avatar 3 would have happened um uh and essentially like any actually they've already filmed stuff i believe for four and five as well and the idea is they would have just like incorporated that content into Into three uh into three uh rather than extend everything out and instead they'll start expanding everything out so um yeah it's a very weird thing that happened no i was just gonna say in in the world of sigourney weaver plays a 14 year old in this movie could they not have zoe saldana play a grown-up tough took yeah oh I, I I love Tuke's adorable voice, so I would be upset, but you know, hopefully there's some there's some more humor yeah. there. So, um they all gotta grow up sometime. 
Yeah, I mean, speaking of that, the fact that they've like written all they like they're now named as well. So uh, Avatar Three is the Seed Bearer. Uh, uh, Avatar Four is the Tolkien Rider, and and which looks to be maybe the Natiri focus movie. And then Five is the Quest for Awa. So yeah, they're already Ooh, all named too. Awa provides. Yeah. I like that. And essentially every other year now we'll get another Avatar movie until 2028. So 2024, I'm not gonna get my hopes up. In this is this is a trash timeline. With all due respect to people who do it, like, this yeah. seems not realistic. Yeah. Tell your friends to stand down. I took you under my wing, Jake. You betrayed me. You want your kids back? Come out and look, and I will not hesitate to execute your kid. You know better than to test my resolve. Hold you. It's me that they want. That's what all this is about. You broke this apart. You! Let's be the rest of this. What are you going to be? Take your bye. Okay, so my moment, I've cheated, and I've just taken the entire final battle, um, which I think is incredible. It's basically the last hour of the film, but so there's so many. an hour and 40 minutes because you put yeah, a whole hour into the The whole audience. clip, yeah. Um, but everything from, like, this is really, if I think of moments from the movie, like specific, specific moments. So it's like when the when the scientist, evil scientist, gets his arm ripped off uh, because the cable, like, uh, the whale wraps it around his arm, and lit you literally see it ripped off. The whale like beaching itself onto the boat the entire like uh basically the end of titanic where like they're all they're all trapped under the the I'll ship that is overturned yeah yeah um i mean yeah the uh um the oldest son dying spider saving my like swimming back to save miles like the whole thing i just think is like if i want to talk about like where i think james cameron like I think again, like I think, like the first two hours of Titanic are amazing. I think that the first two hours of of Avatar: Way of Water are, are really, really good as well. But like this is like the he's so good at this of like making the story match the action, like and just like how he can he can plot all this out and make it work. And it's such a spectacle and it's interesting. And he plays with like obviously in Titanic you're like playing with the ship, and he does it again here with like the ship sort of overturning. But it's really well, it's like really well plotted out and done and interesting and and like crazy story beats right where like kiri is going to use the bioluminescent like i don't know like butterfly underwater butterflies to like find took and her mom and like i don't know it's so good and then like loak is like who he's had confrontations with his father like he's teaching him like to like to breathe so they can like get enough because he's done all the water training to like get him out like this whole thing is like is so is so so good the, the last act of the movie yeah what do you yeah think, it's Brad? incredible yeah. um i also I'm, I I love Marvel. I just want to say that right now because uh -huh. what I'm about to say is going to sound like I'm I'm anti Marvel. I'm not. I'm the first. <laughs> it one sounds like you're anti Marvel, Marvel Bram. No, yeah. I love Marvel. Um, but I do I do have to say that you know that that final battle really struck me in a world where we get a lot of these VFX movies that end with CG characters in like a a, a landscape of kind of nothingness, yeah. and it's just about the characters fighting and what they do. 
this was so cool to see like an ever-changing landscape on a sinking ship that mm -hmm. like the characters are not only trying to fight each other and win out on the situation they're also struggling for survival from their environment mm -hmm. um i just thought that was so cool and then to obviously bring in the water elements of you know they they've learned so much about water the way the ways of the water if you mm -hmm. will that like now it comes into play water itself is a character almost in this battle and the way that things interact with it i just i it, it was so breathtaking to me yeah yeah and it's beautiful to see to your point about like the water itself being important it's the way that like uh what's her name character kiri uh she she sends these bioluminescent creatures to save her family and it's using the water so water is like you know becomes a yeah. vessel for the for her basically her superpower yeah and it's, it's also dangerous yeah. right multiple characters yeah. almost drown yes that's harrowing when natiri and uh is it Tuke? no it's with uh the uh is it i guess it's she's with Tuke, and it seems like all right, this is it. I'm sorry, mommy couldn't save you. I'm like, oh my god, this is harrowing. I can't deal with this. this is so yeah. bad. Yeah, I mean, there's real. I mean, I think that there's real tension there at the end, that like the the end of the movie. Uh, and like, you know, obviously someone does die in the thing in terms yeah. of the oldest. Someone we like, don't keep, care about. keep not remembering his name. I think it's uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, oh, the kid. other brother, Net Netayam. That's him. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Yep. He does die. Um, and then everybody else lives, including Miles Corridge, which is a huge shock to me that Miles Corridge <laughs> lives at the end of this movie. But uh yeah, there there you go. Yeah. Uh so I cheated. I took the whole last hour of the movie, but I think it's Incredible. well worth it. All right. It. Let's chat. Uh this is a segment if it won. So Bram, if Avatar the Way of Water at the end of the 95th Academy Awards, James Cameron's up on the stage. Uh, accepting the the Oscar for Avatar The Way of Water. He did not win for the first Avatar movie, and he lost to Catherine Bigelow for the Hurt Locker uh, um, uh, there. How would we feel if Avatar The Way of Water wins Best Picture? As a wannabe like Oscar pundit, I would be shocked. Yeah, yeah, I would be shocked as well. Uh, yeah. It would be a mega surprise, and it would make me question everything I know about the Oscars and the way that they vote. Um. Not to say that this is not a deserving film, but it would just be so surprising to see a film like this take home the best picture. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of chatter a few days ago in the Discord about, um, you know, we, we talked about... Uh, what? I think I Sorry. broke Aaron. No, I was, I was laughing when you, you talked about him uh, accepting the award, and I just had this thought of, like, if he got up on stage and was like, screw you, Catherine yeah, he just yells at his ex-wife. Yeah, that play well. <laughs> sorry, at the I'm end. sorry. Yeah. So there was this conversation about uh, that the the Oscars now uh, they're back to like mandating the ten Oscars, and that um, it used to be you know there was five and then it was ten, and so this conversation I think uh, I don't know uh, like separately from the Discord, I'm just thinking about it because the conversation was happening in the Discord about like the type of films that get brought in when you expand from five to 10. And I, I don't think, I, I kind of think Avatar doesn't make the cut if if we're doing five films. And so I think it's in here too, as like a bit of recognition that like this made a ton of money um, uh, in a way that I don't think Top Gun Maverick is. Like Top Gun Maverick, I feel like both is in there because it made a lot of money. And I also think it's like a better a better film, I think. Uh, and, and like kind of artistically and what, and what, what could win. 
at the Oscars. Yeah, I I just I don't think Avatar: The Way of Water has it. And I I mean it it does seem now very clearly as we're sort of like um, finished a lot of these other award shows that everything ever all at once pretty much has like not a lock but as close to a lock as you can get at winning. I think uh, I was looking back and like based on what it's won, like there hasn't been a film that's won as many of these things and has not gone on. Like almost no film has won as much as it's won and the type of awards it's won and then not gone on to win. So it does seem like that's where we're heading. And so it would just be a tremendous surprise, Ariel, if Avatar ends up winning Um, and probably not great. I think for, I would probably just like cackle. Like Uh (laughs) I think it would be like, you know what? At least it wasn't Elvis. <laughs> I'm sorry to Elvis. Sorry, Elvis. as Jeff Brooks would say, sorry for you to Elvis. Uh, yeah, I. This would be like one of those. Geez, what happened? And then there would be yeah. so many like pieces about like what happened. And I think you know I've mentioned before in these pods like the the preferential ballot thing just like really can throw a wrench in things. Um, and I think uh, I, I. But similarly, I would I would be genuinely surprised if it won. I think it would be a fun. It's still like. <laughs> for me this side of the line of like fun chaos as opposed to absolute uh confounding and sometimes upsetting chaos but um i don't know way of water well yeah way of doesn't stand a chance i i think actually the biggest <laughs> thing sort of like that is a hindrance to uh, avatar way of water is also like it doesn't really so the other um awards it's nominated for are the things you would expect an avatar movie which is best sound best production design and best visual effects so the fact that there's no i think that the thing that could lead me to like yeah maybe it could win is like if james cameron gets a directing nod but he doesn't and so i don't yeah. i just don't think that there's like a world where um it does like sometimes you're like like that's the thing i like have the reason i have like tar a bit higher up in my like power rankings is just because like the the quality of things it got nominated for like screenplay and director um uh and cinematography like these are stuff that i feel like really add to your chances of like how much people sort of appreciate your film and this just kind of feels like yeah it made a ton of money it's very fun i think it deserves the nomination i don't think it's gonna win so I think also in a world of like technical filmmaking achievement, I think that's really what it's being recognized here for more than anything else that it's, it gave it, you know, I think it's provided a lot to the, the medium of film, especially like this kind of effects driven film. Yep. I think that's what this nomination ultimately is recognizing that people, people see this movie as, you know, a, a big achievement, something, something that is worth recognition. But it's not. I don't think it's in contention to take home the big prize. Um, yeah, and it's it does kind of speak a little that James Cameron didn't get in to the the nominees for best director um, yeah. because that would elevate like how highly regarded I think the movie is as a movie. Yeah. Um, but it is here for as you said, Grace. All the like production design, VFX, sound. Yeah. These are all the technical awards, right? If if yeah. this were if this were TV, like as I love comparing it to a season of television, mm-hmm. it would definitely get a bunch of shmemmies, the creative arts mm-hmm. Emmys. I say shmemmies mm-hmm. as uh, as lovingly as uh, Kathy Griffin used to call them. Um, lots creative arts Emmys, yes. So much creativity, so much art in this, uh, but it's it's different as you are all yeah. getting. It. Here's a question for you though: mm-hmm. When Avatar Five eventually rolls around, yeah. is he going to get the Peter Jackson? clean sweep of the oscars in 2029 maybe yeah maybe i don't know know. it'll have to it'll have to deserve it because i'm 
like I loved Lord of the Rings. I, you know, in some, I feel like, you know, you can make the argument that the third one didn't deserve it, but whatever. To your point, Bram, it kind of did function as kind of like a catch-all. Let's like just collect everything that yeah. we may have deserved in the past. So to that point, a little bit, I think it would have to, it would have to have been increasing in quality um, to get to a point where any of the movies deserved it, so that then the five could kind of be the one that gets them all. I think the fact that he he won for Titanic, like he won, he won it won Best Picture and it won Best Director, is like it, there's just something about the fact that most of the people in this these movies are like playing CGI blue people that I think will always just like hold it back from maybe getting. Like, I think he could win director, but I, I, I don't know if I, I, there's something that I don't, I just don't so think like. so dismissive of it. I agree. It was just like, well, oh, just the blue thing. But then it's hilarious. Like, I don't know, Bram, if you caught Babylon, but uh, Babylon, like, it's so funny that there's like this moment and this is like not a spoiler, but at the end of the movie, there is this like acknowledgement of Avatar, like along with like a series of other movies, but it's like it's almost like things. Yeah. Almost like, uh, wow, like all of the trouble that goes into art, like all the like despair and depression and addiction and all this, it's worth it because we get stuff like Avatar. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, I guess. I don't know. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, well, very interesting. Yeah. You know what is kind of an interesting comp to me? I was thinking about this that, um, okay, Fableman spoilers a little bit, but like Fableman's really goes into, you know, movie making as innovation, right? And like that kind of magic trick that movie making is that you're that you know you take 24 frames of of pictures mm -hmm. and the trick that your eye pulls is that it makes it move and spielberg does some things as a young budding filmmaker to like basically invent some vfx yeah. low budget vfx um and it does kind of like as a comp it's like you can see the through line of that story in the fablemans eventually leads us to avatar way of water where there's there's this like coalition of filmmakers that are really interested in the magic trick like spielberg's and robert zemeckis's and james cameron's of the world that really enjoy like this type of spectacle filmmaking if that makes sense yeah yeah i mean this is all he's doing with this. he's just gonna spend like his you know just doing five avatar movies so you know he clearly enjoys it and gets something out of it so yeah well very interesting uh bram thanks so much for coming on to chat avatar the way of water Thank you so much for having me. It's so much fun. I'll see you at the uh, next Oscar nominated picture. That's right. Uh, <laughs> where can, yeah. Where can people, where can people find you? What are you up to? Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, I'm around on the discord. Pretty yeah. easy to find me there. Um, yeah. Not yeah. much else to be right. honest. Yeah. yeah. Living your life. Yeah. That's Living enough. Movies. That's Living enough, Bram. That's enough. Yeah. Sometimes. I think okay. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The discord. Uh, if you're not on the discord, what are you even doing? Get on there. Come say hi to all of us. Postshowrecaps.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash postshowrecaps at any level. You can come hang out in the discord uh, as well as get ad free uh, podcasts, including all of our succession coverage. So check that out. Uh, I'm on Twitter at hi from grace Ariel. Where can people find you? I am also on Twitter at that other Ariel. And I usually just retweet everything I'm doing there. So look out for that. We will be back tomorrow with another Best Picture nominee. Thank you for joining. Until next time, I'm Grace. That's Ariel. And this is Special Weekend. See you.
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.